0: Welcome. This is the third episode of Stack Ecombits. Today we will be discussing unemployment, specifically U three, U six, Nauru, unemployment duration, labor force participation. We will be updating this bi-weekly with a more in-depth analysis of unemployment. We are now going to introduce ourselves. Hello, my name is Daniel Kern. I'm from Kinelawan, New Jersey. I am currently a sophomore at Stack and I'm majoring in finance.
1: Hello, my name is Trisha. I'm from Stony Point, New York, and I'm currently a sophomore at Stack. I'm also an accounting major. Hello, my name
2: is Vera. I'm from Spain, from the Canary Islands. I'm a student-athlete here at Stack. I'm a sophomore doing a major in business management. So, I'm very excited to start this podcast about unemployment. How is everyone doing, by the way?
0: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
2: I'm really good. Thank you for asking. What about you, Tricia?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about unemployment
2: nice so let's start so trisha explain us a little bit about unemployment what is it
1: sure Vera. the bureau of labor statistics only defines individuals as unemployed who are jobless actively seeking work and available to take a job unemployed individuals consist of those who are laid off or actively looking for work employed are individuals who are actively working and are in the labor force One important thing to point out for our listeners is that unemployed and employed people are all part of the labor force. In order to not be part of the labor force, they must not meet any of the previously mentioned requirements. Vera, would you like to further discuss unemployment in regards with economic analysis?
2: Sure. So, unemployment affects everyone. For that reason, it is critical to examine unemployment from the perspective of economic and policy analysis. Unemployment decreases a family's disposable income, erodes purchasing power, lowers employee morale, and lowers the economy's productivity. Therefore, unemployment benefit programs are critical to the economy because they preserve employees' earnings when they are laid off, improve their long-term labor market productivity, and stimulate the economy during recessions. However, governments must be worried of overly generous benefits, which might discourage people from looking for work. Further, unemployment has social repercussions that go beyond merely income effect. Unemployment people not only lose income, but their physical and emotional health suffer as well. Higher criminal rates and lower voluntary rates are two social consequences of high unemployment. So Daniel, would you like to talk more about the emotional psychological impacts of unemployment?
0: Sure. According to UK Health, unemployment has been linked with a number of psychological disorders, particularly anxiety, depression, and substance abuse. It even includes dangerous behaviors like suicide and violence towards family members or others. This is a problem because the longer a person is without a job, the more likely it is for them to become very discouraged and not to attempt to go to an interview due to being afraid of rejection. So, Trisha, do you want to explain to us what NARU is?
1: Yeah. So, the acron- acronym NARO means non-accelerating inflation rate of unemployment. It focuses on the relationship between unemployment and inflation. NARU can also be viewed as the natural rate of unemployment. Vera, would you mind discussing what is spare capacity and the difference between the NARU and the unemployment rate?
2: Of course. So spare capacity refers to the gap between aggregate demand and an economy's ability to produce. Spare capacity occurs when a business is not making full use of its available resources. There are spare factors of production, including land, labor, and capital. When an economy has plenty of spare capacity, the, outgu- the output gap difference between actual GDP or actual output and potential GDP is negative. The difference between the narrow and the unemployment rate, often, know- often known as the unemployment rate gap, is a fundamental indication of the economy's spare capacity. Although we cannot directly witness the narrow, if wages and inflation are declining due to decrease in the demand, there is likely to be spare capacity in the economy. As a consequence, the unemployment rate is higher than the narrow. If, on the other hand, wages and inflation are rising due to increased demand, we may assume that the unemployment rate is below the narrow. The narrow is equal to the unemployment rate compatible with the economy running at full capacity when there is no unemployment rate gap. The narrow is important because it might assist policymakers in determining how far the economy is from full capacity and what this means for labor market outcomes, wage growth, and inflation. The Fed, for example, considers the narrow when determining monetary policy in order to fulfill its goal of full employment and low stable inflation. Okay, so, so let's switch the topic a little bit. Daniel, how is unemployment measured, and what is the difference between the different unemployment indicators?
0: Unemployment is calculated by the number of area residents without a job and looking for a work divided by the total number of area residents in the labor force. The difference between the unemployment indicators is that each of them rely on different factors and points of data. They can be affected by the increase and decrease in inflation. The Phillips curve shows how the increase and decrease of inflation affects unemployment. The different indicators are U3, U6, unemployment duration, and labor force participation. The U3 measures total unemployed as a percent of the civilian labor force, which is the official unemployment rate. The U6 measures total unemployed plus all people marginally attached to the labor force plus total employed part-time for economic reasons. As a part of the civilian labor force, the labor force participation rate is the percentage of the civilian ins- non-institutional population 16 years and older that is working f- or actively looking for work. It is an important labor market measure because it represents the relative amount of labor resources available for the production of goods and services. Lastly, unemployment duration is the span of unemployed that represents the amount of time that people are classified as being unemployed. For people on layoff duration, of unemployment represents the number of full weeks since the end of their most recent period of employment. So, Tricia, what are the strengths and weaknesses of using the different indicators for unemployment? Are there better measures?
1: Yeah, so some strengths of using these indicators is that we have a consistent way to calculate unemployment. Some can also use unemployment to predict the strength of the economy since it does have an effect on the production of goods and services. A weakness of using these indicators is that it doesn't really separate full-time or part-time workers and doesn't look at salary or wages in relation to the cost of living. Even though the unemployment rate may be low, some people may have low-paying jobs, so it doesn't reflect the overall well-being of everyone. To answer your second question, Daniel, I think the best measurement for unemployment is the U6 unemployment rate, which you had previously mentioned. For our listeners, the U6 unemployment rate is the total unemployed workers plus discouraged workers plus all other marginally attached workers. I think it is important to mention discouraged workers because oftentimes they could be overlooked. Just another thing I want to point out, which I feel is important to bring up to the listeners, is that there are different types of unemployment. The three types of unemployment are cyc- cyclical, frictional, and structural Cyclical unemployment is the year-to-year fluctuations in unemployment around its natural rate. Frictional unemployment is the unemployment that results because it takes time for workers to search for jobs that best suit their tastes and skills. Structural unemployment is the unemployment that results because the number of jobs available in some labor force markets is insufficient to provide a job for everyone who wants one. Any concluding thoughts, Dan and Vera? I think we're
2: good with this explanation. What do you think,
1: Daniel?
0: Yes, I think that too.
2: Perfect. Thank you for listening today to this podcast, and I hope that this will help you to understand a little bit more about unemployment. See you in another podcast. Bye!